Need a new car? Wanting it to be a great experience? Thinking those two goals aren't compatible? Well, let us introduce you to our favorite local dealership, Volkswagen of Boise, located right on Franklin next to Boise Town Square Mall. One recent Volkswagen of Boise customer said, We're so happy with Volkswagen of Boise that we bought the car even though we live 500 miles away and have a different Volkswagen dealership one mile from our house. Volkswagen of Boise has a different idea of how to work with customers. They want people to be as happy with the experience of working with their team as they are with the quality of their car they are driving off the lot. To check out the inventory, head to www.volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We've started 2023. We're closing out 2022, and I think that it's a great time for reflection and planning of what we can do. What did we do, and what are we going to do different this next year? That's how I think about it whenever I cross the, I don't know, the go on the Monopoly board. What's next? Is that what this is? Yeah. The go on the Monopoly board. It's just a constant circle. Each time we get through December, we start January, and it's like, okay, well, what did I do good this past year, and what could I do better? Do you feel like when you go into January, it's like, yes, fresh start, everything's new? or uh, Some years I do. Like this year, I absolutely do. I think it's because I look back, because last year in 2022, I was intentional starting the year out with written goals and milestones and a plan. Like I entered, I tackled it in a very structured way, and I felt like I had great goals. And when I look back on what I did, I got so, I didn't accomplish everything, but I'm really proud of what I did do. Yeah. And so that kind of gave me some energy to uh, jump into this next year. And I think that I've seen much more clearly the things that I want to improve in my life this next year. Yeah. Did, so. Was there a certain goal that you had in mind? Because, um, I mean, we've talked about the difference between goals and habits and growth or whatever. But what? because we did a podcast about what we wanted to do for 2022 last year. Uh-huh. But was there something that really stuck out with you that you, like – Hit and you you succeeded in. Oh uh, yeah, there were a couple of things. One, I um, I had a goal for I think I had like seven facets of my life, like family, relationship with you, uh, work, um, spirituality, um, fitness. Did I say fitness? Um, but I had goals for each of those, and I felt like I did really good. I had one goal for relationships, and I wanted to stay in contact with the people that I cared about the most. Like my closest friends, I wanted to be more intentional about uh, reaching out to them and making contact on a regular basis. And I really did good on that one, I yeah, feel. didn't you have an app that reminded you? I totally did. And I've, I'm, I'm not at all ashamed to say that I leaned on technology to help me to be a better person, but I think that it did. Because when I did reach out, like it was genuine. I thought, oh, I do have something to say to Todd, or I do have something to say to so-and-so. Um, I think that that one helped me. I had a fitness goal. I wanted to be able to pack 50 pounds uh, handily up four miles into the mountains and back. I thought if I could do 50 pounds easy, then I should be able to do 80, 90 pounds under under stress. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. Mm-hmm. I got it. So uh, I felt super good about what I was able to uh, accomplish up in the mountain this last year. I had a relationship goal that I wanted to be more... Um, I wanted to be more uh, tactful and vocal and advocating for myself and... Um, speaking up when things, uh, when I felt not heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I did that better. I don't know how you feel about it, but I probably need to read the goal. That would have made more more sense. But I did want to be more vocal and tactful and 
not just letting things go, but addressing things, having more crucial conversations. Yeah, so they didn't have to come up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you did a good job with that. Anyway, those were several things that I had uh, in the back of my mind that I was working on and feel like I got a lot of it done. What were you working on this last year? Um, you know, I didn't really have goals per se. Like my big goal that I've like things I wanted to accomplish, I had done the year before. I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to get my website done. Um, 2022 for me was a lot more about some growth things that I needed. Um, I, I was struggling with a lot of anger, um, from religious trauma, honestly, that I was not expecting. I thought I would just be able to like exit and it would be fine. And it was funny cause I was telling, talking to someone and they're like, how, how's your anger? And I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. And she, she's like, it won't be. Oh yeah. I remember when, when it first became official with you, when you said, yes, I'm done. And, um, we were a couple months past that and I was like, how are you doing? Cause I feel like I was a little bit ahead of you. Like I'd already kind of left and I'd been going through the grief process uh -huh. and dealing with it and feeling a lot of those typical emotions. And just like a textbook, it follows a certain pattern. And I remember asking you, Hey, how do you feel? Are you doing okay? And you're like, Oh, I'm great. I've skipped all that stuff. Yeah, I really thought it too. And I thought, <laughs> I don't want to burst her bubble, but that's bullshit. She is going to feel, and she's going to feel it hard, but, uh, I guess I just need to get ready for that because if it's not happening now, it's going to happen eventually, and it surely did. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. Honestly, we don't share a room because it was months of just crying and up late at night. I just, you know, I just I hadn't. You don't see it till you see it. Um, and so I had to be very conscious of how do I look at this straight on and deal with this and yet not let this anger control me because what I realized was that I was allowing these toxic influences to continue their control if I allowed this anger to persist and not saying that's everyone's journey and some people have much darker deeper anger and I'm not saying I extinguish that anger because there is a righteous you know um fury. fury that should remain so that we can protect ourselves and others but um I got to a point where right now I, I can honestly say that, that that fury does not control me anymore. And that was huge. Um, That's awesome progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, really important was um, something that I had learned watching you be very intentional with this is that I was um, – watching you for years, your development of how to really process your emotions before you reacted. Because at first I thought I, that I, I didn't like that because I felt like it was, um, you in, wanted to live raw. And well, I thought it was almost dis disingenuous. Like I want, is that the right word? Disingenuous. Dis it made sense to me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, because I'm like, I know I want, I want the real I want, I want it real and I want it now. And like, and not that we were big fighters or whatever, but like, I felt that I needed that, but we've had some rows. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, at the same time though, I feel like those have changed the and the way we communicate is that what I realized was that having that kind of emotion under control was not negating those feelings at all. It was just meaning that I had control over them and I could use them. Um, and they, they did not control me. 
and that was really important also for um, having to communicate with people like in social media was that I really could, I'm not saying that they didn't make me really low, but I, I didn't, I wouldn't react in anger or uh, I don't know. I just stopped. I wasn't as re reactive. And, and that was like, that's a big thing and I'm definitely not perfecting it, but I had great movement in that. Man, kudos to you. Just being able, being willing to see it and acknowledge it is the first step of changing it. And that's a huge life change. Most people, I don't think that they can even acknowledge that they have a need to change. Yeah. So that's awesome. Good. Anything else particular you were working on? Um, let me think. Um, yeah. So this is a really random, I feel like these are really like high level, like weird things, but um, I had this experience with my male best friend who doesn't listen to this podcast, so he won't ever, um, he won't ever know I'm talking about him. But I was struggling with our relationship because, um, as I talked to you about it, um, like he was really good at like wanting to hear about me and to know about like what I was going through, but he was, he just wasn't a sharer. Like he didn't share about himself. He didn't really even share about his life. It was always so surface level with him. And I really felt frustrated because I was waiting for a breakthrough. I kept on thinking, when we get to this point, our relationship is just going to be like so much stronger and so much, I mean, and because we really care deeply about each other. We're just randomly found each other and we're so different. And then I had this realization that I remember bringing to you to say, I think this is exactly who he really is. Like, I just don't think, he thinks about life the way I do. Not every, I, it blows my mind. Not everybody thinks about, you know, you think everyone looks at the world like you and I'm just extraordinarily complicated. And I, and I'm thinking about a million things all at once. And he's not, he's thinking about work and then he's going to go home, and watch some TV. And I remember I said to you, I have a choice. I can either accept him exactly as he is, or I can end this friendship because I don't have the right to change him um and then all of a sudden a lot of my friendships started making sense and I learned from that also it, with another friend that I was realizing it was kind of a similar thing I realized that the, the struggle that we were having was one that I didn't want to accept it just meant it wasn't a good friendship for me and not that I I ended that friendship, but I, I started um, demoting people in my priorities because I realized I was seeing them for what I wanted them to be or what I thought the potential of that relationship could be. And instead, I'm like, no, let me see it exactly as it is and then place my prioritiz prioritization. Is that right? I don't know. That's a real word. <laughs> Prioritization? It should be. Um, anyway, and so I started really calling myself out for what is the reality of my relationships and what did I want the relationships to be. Trying to see things as they are and not as you want them to be. Yeah, and letting fair? people be who they are. Not necessarily that they're going to stay the same for me. That It might mean that I just don't want to be with invest them. with them, yeah. and that's okay. But I, I didn't have the right to change people especially if they're not my permanent like you know a spouse is a little different but mm. 
I mean, not that I want to change you, but I think we're, we try to develop for each other. Yeah. I think that we've got more of a, a stake in changing together. So that was a, that was, yeah. So that, okay. (laughs) What about you? So, um, I can't think of anything else. Um, except the one thing that I tried to focus on this last year was trying to take more control of my time. Um, did that the year before with the change in my career, uh, uh, change in jobs with an amazing company that I love, but still trying to be better about my time and trying to find, find ways to use my time, um, invested in my strengths and doing the things that I'm great at doing and recognizing the things that I find myself caught up in that are not my, my, my strength. Like what? Um, I can find myself in a lot of meetings sometimes that I don't think are moving towards, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, but inefficient meetings I find myself in oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at work, like there's a list, I can make a list of like five things that I'm awesome at doing. And when I do it, I produce great product and I do it well and I'm proud of it and I get compliments and it makes an impact. But so much of my day gets sucked up doing other dumb shit. And I just think, ugh, I spent my day doing these other things when I could have spent my time doing something that had more impact. That's why I have a cleaning company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, seriously. Like anyway, so <laughs> I moved closer towards recognizing that and um, making steps to own my time a little bit better. I think I'm, that's going to come to fruition this year. I'm going to own my time a lot more. Yeah, I think yeah. We're, we're definitely going that. So talk to me about this next year. What, what are you going to focus on? What lessons did you learn that you're going to implement? Well, I think that together, as a couple, we're trying to look at our household differently um, a little bit um, and being better about owning. Um, we had a, a little bit of a breakthrough this last year that wasn't really a breakthrough, more of a breakdown. Um, <laughs> you're looking at me like, I don't want to do this. But I think it was... Audio a, doesn't convey my face. I think it was a really pivotal thing. And it was... It, it was extremely validating that you uh, went down this road with me and just this one aspect. Can I just talk about like this, this separation of these two things? So basically I was just losing my shit because, um, I work as much as Shane. Um, and I was still really owning most of the household duties now. And Shane would help with household duties, right? I mean, you do so much around the home, but I just felt like so much of it came down to I was still managing the home. Would you not agree with that? I feel like this is super, like, treacherous territory because I want to acknowledge everything that you did and do and also say that I have a very different perspective on it. Sure. And I don't think we have to go into that. And I think we're still working on that, but I will, I I do think that the one change we made was a big step. Yeah. Let's just say that when it came to cleaning the kitchen at night or doing laundry, these are the, these are two ever present duties. And we made a decision that one of us was going to own each of those or one of those. Mm -hmm. And you chose and you chose the kitchen. Actually, I, I let you choose. I don't know if you remember this, but when I called you, because I honestly, it was at a place of massive, uh, I was losing it. I 
what was happening was that, you know, you were gone or whatever sometimes, and I was doing the dishes, but I also was spending an entire day doing laundry every weekend. I was not, that, that was not a good use of my time. And, um, you know, the kids were so busy, like with school, so it was getting backed up. And we also didn't have anywhere to fold the laundry. So it was all over my bedroom. And I was like, this is not sustainable. So I called you and I said, listen, I will either do all of the dishes all the time, always, or I will do all of the laundry all of the time, always, but I will not do both. I would like you to take one and I will let you choose. And the reason, and I said, I think you should choose the laundry because you can do it more on your own schedule. And also I thought it would motivate you to build the folding station that we had been thinking of for like, mm -hmm. a, you know, a year, um, that it would motivate you to do it. And yeah. at first you were like, I don't get why we need to do this because it's not like you're not extraordinarily helpful. But the thing is that I, I didn't need someone to help me like, cause it wasn't, no one's helping a mom. You know, it's not my job. It's, Anyway, I needed I someone I else. I would say that that's the point that I saw it differently. I, I have never seen that I'm helping you do your job. I've, I've never seen it like that. But we digress. Okay. Anyway, so you said, I will take the laundry. I'll take laundry and, and you do the dishes. And within a week, you had this amazing, awesome. and we should show it, this amazing, tell us about, you know, you made a laundry station out of this There's closet. This little storage cubby area underneath the stairs that's big enough for a couple of people to stand in, kind of narrow, but I turned it into a folding station and I put some shelves in and I systematized it and I did a ton of research to understand laundry systems and what works and um, uh, for different people. And I created a, a system and I enlisted the help of our kids and everybody and I feel like it's going... I mean, it could be fine-tuned. I, I think I need to work the system a little bit better, but I own it, and I know that that's my job, and I'm in charge of doing this. So if we don't have hand towels, it's on me. If we don't have towels, it's on me. If kids don't have clothes, that's on me. It's freaking amazing. I mean, and honestly, then when I'm doing the dishes, I never am, like, angry that I'm doing the dishes. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe – because it's not like the kids don't help. It's just sometimes they're doing – they've gone to bed or it's just, you know, I – And a lot of times I'm, they just don't help because yeah, they're you – know, little integrates. But Yeah. But, like um, – and, you know, they're supposed to be folding their laundry. But the thing is, is, like, when I do the dishes now, it's like – I'm so – it's great because I also know that I'm not spending an entire Monday doing laundry. laundry. And, yep. it, and also you can sit down and relax after dinner – and not do the dishes and not feel guilty at all for not doing the dishes. And every once in a while, like we'll need to help each other with that. But as the owners of those, of those, those were the two big things that we just struggled. Just that one change and your, um, your, um, openness to like do something totally new. Um, and, we we after that we read this book that we're still reading and we still have to talk about it we haven't really done that but it's called what's it called uh play fair fair play oh fair play and it, it actually talks a lot about this and i'm like oh you know we were kind of on the right track even before reading this book that everyone recommended and i just realized that like even though our marriage and relationship is i feel like it's super um that like i always feel like we're partners and we help each other and that we're always like super Neither of us are selfish. 
we are, and both of us are wanting to, to be the right kind of partners for each other. That doesn't always necessarily mean that you have the tools or that you might just not understand some cultural things that one person sees it one way and one person sees the other. And I feel like we, this year breached some things that like made me feel, um, seen and like not so, so resentful for just like my basic state, like as a working mom. And I just, that tension just in the, even being made like you acknowledging it, like helped really just that pressure release. Okay. So I'll stick a fork in it and say that I love the idea of ownership, that it really helps to, um, on both sides when someone owns something and the other person doesn't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But if, we say it in my, in my company a lot. When two people own something, nobody owns it. Yeah. And I think that we just, we're struggling with that, I think. Uh, and now we're business partners. And so we're seeing that even now. Like, yep. we want, I have certain ownerships of the podcast that I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just figure these roles out very clearly? You own them and I own them. And I think just just for some reason that one thing after 21 years of marriage of learning how much better things could be, I think what else, what else could we just own? Like that we, I don't know, you're really good. There's certain things that you just own, you know, you just, you just always have. So maybe that's why it, like it didn't dawn on me. Cause I look forward to the conversation. I do think it's going to be good. Do you look forward to it? Cause that your face doesn't, doesn't show that you look <laughs> forward to it. What else are you working on? When you have your eye on 2023, what, what are you hopeful to accomplish? Um, I want to spend more quality time with my oldest daughter um, because she's almost 17. Um, and we have some opportunities where she's around more. Um, and I was seeing that as a big negative because it really does really crunch into my work time. And I decided to look at it differently and see it as an opportunity for some really concentrated effort together. So I have my whole life on my calendar and it is. It, I show times where Lydia and I are going to work out together where we go to lunch together. Um, I have my life so like it, I have a whole afternoon that's just coffee meetings. And so that my time is so much more intentionally placed so that I know I'm getting to what do you call it? The rocks? Yep. The rocks, like the most important things are getting that the just distractions are not keeping me from the most important things, which is time with my family and working on my big projects like writing, you know, this book and mm -hmm. um, some things like that. Cool. All right. You tell me. Um, this year, I'm not taking on big goals. I think, I mean, I accomplished good things this past year, but I think that, I don't know, I've got a lot to say on the topic of goals and accomplishments, but um, I think that going through the pandemic and the years since, and recession, and I guess just going through life, I should say, I have learned in my old age that I'm not focusing on big things this year. This year, I want to get consistent at the small things that have the big impacts in my life. Like, like habits, you mean? Um, yeah, I think that you might be able to say habits. I wouldn't have said habits, but like, um, but they are like sleep. I want to get my sleep under control because I know that when I have good sleep, it impacts so many other areas in my life. My health, I want to make some small changes to my health and be consistent in following through because I know that those things are going to have a consistent impact on how I feel. Um, 
But I think that there are a few small, just almost mundane areas that if I give some effort to and some attention, that I think that it's going to have a bigger payoff than if I set some huge, massive goal. So I'm not looking on taking. I'm not looking to take on big things. I'm looking to firm up and get solid on some of the things that I started building in the past few years. Like my meditation practice, I love it. It's incredibly beneficial to me, and I'm going to get really good at that. I might take some steps forward in that. My sleep, I kind of got a system in place last year. I'm really going to implement it and be diligent uh, at it this year. Um, working out, um, certain kinds of workouts, I'm going to do that better this year too on a more consistent basis because I feel better when I do it. And the other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to um, be more intentional about uh, seeking out therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, therapy for myself. Um, I had a therapist once upon a time when I was going through a really hard time uh, at work and um, had a good relationship with this guy for a, a year, and uh, it was incredibly helpful. Um, and then I kind of fell off the wagon for a while, and our uh, situations changed, and he uh, retired, I think. Um, but uh, I want to do that again because I feel like after this past year, even though I did a lot of good things, I still have some things that I need to work out and I'm dealing with. So uh, I want to be intentional, and I want to find a good therapist, and I want to have somebody to, to help talk through some of these things and work through the all the things that clutter up my mind. Sounds good. That's what I'm going to – oh, and the final thing is I'm going to be uh, – I want to find something that I can do with each of our kids. I suffer from depression sometimes uh, and thoughts of being a terrible father, even though I know objectively I'm a kick-ass dad. Mm-hmm. I'm a great dad, but – I just have this voice in my head that's like, you're you're not cutting it. You're not doing it. And so I think I'm going to try to overcome that by having a hobby or an activity that I can do with each of the kids um, that they like. So I get to spend time with them and create those opportunities to talk. But I'm going to center it around inactivity. I like that. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Do you have any goals for us as a couple? Oh, um, us as a couple. I don't know. I have some hopes. I think that uh, I always think that we're moving in a positive direction. Last year, you said we made some progress, and I think that we did. We we did make some progress. I think that we can we can make some progress yet. But I don't I don't really know. Like if I could articulate, well, this thing we got to do better. But I think that I'd like to have couples therapy at some point. There are a ton of people that just do maintenance therapy. Like it's not like they're working through anything specific, but they find a lot of value in having somebody to talk to as a couple. Um, to almost preempt things before they b- become problems. Yeah, I, so I, I think I, I just have, a, I mean, it's not that I'd be opposed to that. It's like, well, one, it's so hard to freaking find a therapist. Boy, for sure. And like, so the think of, if we did couples therapy, I'd also want my own therapist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have children in therapy. But I, I, it would be interesting because I wouldn't even know where to start like what we would even start talking about. So that would, would be interesting. I, I think mean, that we, that would be the least exciting thing it's the easiest thing you just start talking and i think that a therapist is trained in kind of knowing how to manage some of that stuff but anyway that's just and you have brought that up this is funny because for me you brought this up several times and i and have you remember what my response has always been yes what is it that you don't see value in it no that's not true i totally see value in it that's not what my response has been oh yeah. What's it, my response? I have to find the therapist. If it's, I find if the person, you, I, if you, you'll do it. I said, Which, if you own this, because you've brought up several times, huh. and I've said, 
if I you, don't own our relationship, no, but we own it together. Yes, at a hundred percent. And if this is important to you, you should own it and find it. But like, I have a lot of things that are important to me too, and like, they're they're forefront. I'm working. I'm not lazy. If you find a therapist and set it up and find a time, one hundred percent, I will go. I just don't think that somebody. No, I'd love for you to just show up. That sounds sounds <laughs> but great. If you just if you say to me, I wanted to go to couples therapy, and then you lay it at me, but it's not my big priority. But I'm not doing that. No, and so that's why I don't know why that annoys you. It's just you've you have brought this up in, you know, throughout the years, and every time it's just okay. So tell me, like, what okay, you find. Okay, so we're gonna hash this out here. Um, <laughs> all right. I just, is I that, that ir- not reasonable? Like, no, because I, I see it that we. No. Anyway. No, I, I honestly like. I must be missing something because for me, it just seems like I if want it's a it to priority, be important to you. It. I'm not saying it's, it's not. It's important, important to for me. us together, and I want it to be important for you. But the way that you say it, okay, you go do it. It conveys the message that it's not important to you. Shane, this is your thing. You go set it up, you do it, and I'll show up. And that is not the attitude that I want. I think that if you came at it with a different attitude that was like, hey, I really do want to do this. I am committed to it, and I think that it could be helpful. And it would really help me if you would find the therapist. I think that that would 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 feel different for me. May, yes, I, I agree with that. At the same time, I think that's an unrealistic expectation because you have something you're passionate about, and like I have nine hundred things I'm working on right now, like mm. in my mind. And I think our relationship, I I think it's moving, it's netting positive. I think we have great conversations. So when you say I want to find a therapist. Sure, I cannot just be all of a sudden like so enthusiastic because I have a ton of other stuff I'm doing. And like my, pri- like, you know, my life is like, I have three children I'm thinking about. I have like, our relationship is top tier, but going necessarily to couples therapy, not opposed to it. I actually think it would be cool. And I feel like as the person who is continuing to bring it up, it is not unreasonable to say, Make it happen, and I will be there. Because there's a lot of things in our life where I make it happen. So I think that we can agree that on this we see it differently. Sure. But it's an aspiration that I think would be good. I think that it would be good for us. So that's where I land on that. Okay. So I know that it's cliche to talk about resolutions, but, man, I just really do want to encourage people to be intentional about their time. Man, something about crossing... 40, where I had less time in front of me than I had behind me, that time started to feel finite. And I really feel it acutely now. I want to be intentional about my time. And who knows, I might not not have 30 something years left. I might have one year left. I might have one day left. But I want to be intentional about what I do with my time. And I think that as a couple, we're pretty good about that. But I just wanted to encourage people to make small goals. They don't even have to be big goals. Just do something intentional. Make a plan to accomplish something that will have a positive impact in your life. And it doesn't have to be monumental, but it just has to be something. And I think that success with that something will build momentum to accomplish more things to make bigger changes in your life. So make some goals, small goals, and some milestones 
find an accountability partner that you can share your goals with and that you give per- permission to talk to you and to hold you accountable. These are all things that can help you do that. So I just want people to be better and to have positive progress in their life. Yeah. Go I, on and do I it. think uh, what I would say to that is goals are an end result. Um, focusing on goals is focusing on the last step of the journey. I know I, what you're going to say, and I'm 100% on board too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that when you, and, and obviously everyone in the world's probably read Atomic Habits if you haven't read it again, but um, you're never going to make any goals unless you are basically working on these habits. And so if goals seem unattainable, um, I honestly, I don't have a lot of goals for myself. I want to write this book, but that's like years down the, line, down the line, but I have habits of working towards it. And when I'm just honestly habits and habit stacking like that, that is so, so transformative. And also I would just say one thing, like as we're talking and, and we are talking about like time, I think that in general, we are an entire population, especially in America, that is starting to realize that the American idea of how hard we're working, how long we're working is not sustainable. And that if you're a business owner listening, it's probably about time you start getting on board, that people are going to start wanting more flexibility. They are not going to want to trade their time for money. They're going to want to trade their value. And that um, standing up for yourself and really standing up for your time being valuable is going to be, I think, huge for our mental state in America. Absolutely. Yes. Huge plug on the habits. Yeah. So we're in an Airbnb right now and there's a hot tub upstairs and I think that we should go hang out in it. Let's get it. Happy 2023, everybody. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more.